Hi, and welcome to Is It Dad Rocket? I'm Martin. And well, you know the drill by now. It's me and Steve talking shit for about an hour. Say hi, Steve. Hi, guys. I wish we had a cool name for our listeners, Martin. You know, like Dad Rockers. Do you think that'd be cool? It's not cool. Let's not do it. But if you've got any suggestions, give us an email where isitdadrocket at gmail.com. And if you can think of anything better than Dad Rockers, that'd be good. Because otherwise, we're just going to end up calling you Dad Rockers. Well, that's, that's what we are, Steve. We are officially dad rockers, so unfortunately. If you listen to Linkin Park, Papa Roach, any of them bands, you're a dad rocker. I don't know if this is news to people, and this is like a revelation, but it is dad rock. It is. So I found something out the other day, and it turns out people can leave comments on episode, like podcast episodes on Spotify, and someone actually, <clears throat> someone actually left us a comment on the Under Oath episode. It was really nice. Uh, so I just want to say to Chris, thanks a lot for the kind words, and um, I hope you get to hear this. I hope he didn't just listen to the Underworld episode, because he did say he enjoyed it, so let's hope we've got another listener there. Uh, but no news this week, Martin, so do you just want to play a game before we start? I'd love to play a game before we start, Steve P. Okay, cool. So it's a, it's a simple game of higher or lower. And last week I mentioned that Taylor Swift has got over 70 million listeners on Spotify now, so we're going to play higher or lower... Spotify monthly listeners for some of the bands that we both at least heard of. So I tried okay. to choose, I tried to choose bands which I know we've listened to in the past or we listen to right now. So at least you know a little bit about them. And the benchmark is going to be not loose, right? But you don't get to know how many monthly listeners they've got. I'm then just going to name a band, and I want you to tell me if you think they've got more or less listeners than not loose. And then... Okay, but I don't know. know. I'm not allowed to know how many Knocked Loose have got. No, no. Okay. But, I mean, it it should be fairly straightforward, because it's like, do you think this band has got more listeners than this band? So, first band, Architects. Do you think they've got more or less than Knocked Loose? More. Think more? Cool. I'm just writing this down. I spelled Architects wrong. (laughs) Bad Religion. Do you think they've got more than Architects? No. Do you think they've got less than Knocked Loose? No. Okay, so you've got Architects, Bad Religion, and Knocked Loose? Yeah. Okay. Billy Talent, more than Architects or less than Knocked Loose? Uh, Less than Architects, but more than Knocked Loose. What about Bad Religion? More than Bad Religion. Okay, so we've got Architects. Are you just trying to make me put it into order? Yeah, Billy Talent. Right, okay. <laughs> Bad Religion. Knocked Loose. Cancer Bats. Less than... Less than Knocked uh, Loose? Knocked Loose, yeah. Okay, cool. And then we've got Finch. Le- less. Less than Cancer Bats. Yeah, less than Cancer Bats. Cool. And then we've got Rise Against. More than Architects. And what's the band after Architects? Bad Religion. More than them. Well, you said you thought Architects had more listeners than Bad Religion, so I'm assuming that. Yeah, more than more than Bad Religion yeah. as well. Cool. So Rise Against, you think, are at the top? Yes. Tiger Army. Oh, quite low. It's hard not to know to know where the I think less than less than less than the least. I reckon the least. Release, so you've got less than yeah. Finch? 
Mm, no, Marlon Finch. Marlon Finch. Marvin Cancerbats? No. Okie dokie. And then finally... This is a difficult game to follow if anyone's, <laughs> if anyone's even managing it. And then finally, While She Sleeps. <clears throat> Probably more Cancerbat level. So, so maybe a bit more than Cancerbats. More than Cancerbats. More than lock, Not Loose? Or less than not no, loose. Less than not, not, not loose, yeah. I'm not a huge not loose fan, but I feel like they've just they are very popular. This is what you've gone with. From top to bottom, you've gone most listeners, rise against. Yeah. And you've got Architects, mm-hmm. Bad Religion. No, sorry, Billy Talent, Bad Religion, Knocked Loose, While She Sleeps, Cancer Bats, Tiger Army, and Finch. I was quite surprised by some of the some of the results, to be honest. And you've done really, really well. So well done for that, because you've got most of it correct. So oh, fantastic! The top, the top band is Rise Against, six point seven million. That's not even that many, to be honest with you. No, but I I thought like you know that not like you know Lock, Knocked Loose or Bad Religion was gonna gonna be above that. And then when I saw six point seven million, I was like, wow, they're a lot more popular. Then I realised. So after Rise Against, it's Billy Talent with three point, well, just over three million. Yep. Which I didn't expect that either. I expected Billy Talent to be in like the you know five hundred thousand mark. Then we've got Architects with one point eight eight seven million. Then we've got Bad Religion with one point eight eight one. So really close there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And this is where the numbers start to dip a bit more. But Not to Loose, we've got eight hundred eighty three thousand. Then while she sleeps, we've got seven hundred and ninety thousand, and you got them all correct up until now. So you went with while she sleeps. Sorry, no, you went with uh, cancer bats after while she sleeps. Yeah, it's actually Finch. Finch have got three hundred and sixty-six thousand. Really? Yeah, and then it's Tiger Army with one hundred and thirty-four thousand. And I honestly, this is the most shocking to me. Is cancer bats have only got ninety-three thousand listeners? Jesus. Yeah. I thought they'd be much higher. Well, I suppose it's like I still listen to Billy Talent. Like I listened to them like yesterday. They've got rel- relatively new albums out and stuff. I don't really listen to While She Sleeps other than the North Stands for Nothing EP. I don't really listen to anything else by them, and I haven't listened to them for a while. A long while, actually. And who, not loose, don't listen to... Who was the bottom? The bottom was Cancer Bats. Yeah. You've got Cancer Bats, yeah. Tiger Army, Finch, of the bottom three. Yeah, and Finch don't, I mean, they don't even release anything, so that's just pure nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, I think the last album they released was like 2017 or something like that. They weren't that long ago. Right, shall we, uh, shall we do the episode? Shall we get on with it? I think we should. Doom, doom, digga, 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 digga. Episode 36. From first to last, Dear Diary, my teen angst has a body count from the year 2004. But before we start into the questions, Stevie P, I've got some more questions to get you warmed up. You know, get you into the idea of from first to last. So it's a from first to last quiz. You're going to juice me up, are you? I'm going to juice you up. I'm going to get you warmed. A bit of fluffer, if you will. That's my job right now, is to fluff you up. All fluff right, you well, good. I'm pretty hard, so you're doing a good job. Fluff the fuck out of you. Right, okay. So Don't fluff put, me too hard. <laughs> put the following structures in order of first to last built. So we've got the Millennium Dome, Stonehenge, and the Colosseum. So I'm going to go with Stonehenge, Colosseum, Millennium Dome. Correct. Do you want to hazard a guess at the gears? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Millennium Dome, was it 1997? 
1999. Oh, I, yeah, obviously I was joking because I thought it was the year 2000. <laughs> oh, well, no. Well, I mean, I suppose it, it didn't get made on the 1st of January. It didn't get finished. It so could have got finished the... within that first year, within the year 2000. Yeah, but it was to celebrate the millennium. So if they finished it on, like, October 2020, they'd be like... <laughs> Sorry, Willie. Too late now, dickhead. <laughs> 20 years late, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 2020. 2000. <laughs> God, fucking, they'd have even made H's fucking two by then. Um, okay, so, very good. Put the following albums in release order from first to last. So, Good Charlotte, The Young and Hopeless, Huberstank, Self-Titled, and Corn, Follow the Leader. I'm going to go Corn, Follow the Leader, Huberstank, Self-Titled, and then Good Charlotte's, that one you mentioned, you said. Can't the Young and it. the Hopeless. Do you want to hazard a guess at the years? 1998 is Follow the Leader. Huberstank, 97? I thought it was 98. Yeah. Uh, oh, I should have known that because we did the issues what, episode, didn't we? That was 1998. Anyway, um, Hooperstank self-titled. I'm going to say 2001. That's a guess. Correct. And Good Charlotte, 2002. Correct. Well done. Yeah. Next one. Put these three Alkaline Trio albums in release date order from first to last. So we've got Agony and Irony, Good Morning and Crimson. Good Morning, Agony and Irony, Crimson. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Oh, really? Is Crimson before Agony and Irony? Yeah, so Good Morning from 2003, Crimson from 2005, and then Agony and Irony from 2008. Oh, I thought Agony and Irony was 2005. Yeah, yeah, and I thought Crimson Um, was like 2012, so... Put these famous people's death in order from first to last. So Wayne Static from Static X, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, and Paul Gray from Slipknot. <laughs> when you said Paul Gray, then I think it was like Paul O'Grady because he's recently died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was not the the bassist from Slipknot. <laughs> so I think it was. He did wear a mask, so he could have been at one point. He could have been a stand-in. We don't know. I think it would have been Wayne Static. No, Paul Gray, Wayne Static, Chester. Correct. Yeah, Paul Gray in 2010, Wayne Static in 2014, and Chester Bennington in 2017. Doesn't the singer of Static X now wear a mask? I've seen a few videos, yeah, and he's got yeah a mask, and he's got like red eyes, and it looks it looks good, but yeah, he looks very Wayne Staticky, Staticky. Is that a phrase? He looks like Wayne Static. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's meant to be his corpse, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I didn't know that. I mean, it makes more sense now. Tasteful. Put the following people in order from born first to last: Kobe Dick, Dexter Holland, and Jim Adkins. All right, well, Dexter Holland, because he's old as fuck. And then I'm going to go with Jim Adkins from Jimmy Eat World, just because their album was released before Papa Roach's first album. So I'm gonna and therefore, go, that means he must be older. He yeah, must yeah. be, yeah. So, yeah. Who did you say? I can't remember. Kobe Dick. So, Kobe Dick, Dexter Holland, and Jim Adkins. Dexter, Jim, Kobe. Correct. You know he's Jacoby Shaddix now, don't you? He's not Kobe Dick. Yeah, I know, but he's, he'll always be Kobe Dick to me. <laughs> Mr. Dick, if you're nasty. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dexter, do you want to guess how old he is? Dexter's got to be like 75. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no. Nearly. No, he'll be uh, in his 60s. He's in his 60s, right? I'm going to say 62. 56. Oh, okay. He's younger than I thought. Uh, Jim Adkins is 47, and Kobe Dick is 46. Ah. It is insane that they're all almost 50. To be fair, Jacoby Shaddox looks really good for his age. I saw him on Instagram earlier. Jim Adkins looks his age. And Dexter, 
Yeah, he looks older. Looks older than his age. So are you sufficiently fluffed, Steve? I'm really hard right now. Almost ready to explode. So these are the actual questions, Steve. First question, why did you choose this album? Not a great story this week, Martin. You wasn't visited on a train and someone sort of slipped the album into your anus or anything like that? Unfortunately not, no. I was just uh, thinking of a, a, an album to choose and I was scrolling through Spotify and I was really struggling and I just thought, well, I scrolled past it and I thought, oh, you know what? I like that album. I want to listen to it right now. Let's do the episode on that album. And that's it. But remember from the Under Earth episode, I told you about the, the, the older cool kids or the cool older yeah. kids? Well, they recommended this album to me and I really enjoyed it. So still one of my go-to albums that I listen to. So yeah, that's why I chose it. I remember, I'm pretty certain I bought you a From First to Last album for your birthday at one point, and I ordered it from Peter Alls, and it was back in the day when I had to go in and order it and had to wait a week or two until they got it delivered. Oh, really? I'm, I'm pretty certain it was. <laughs> I've definitely bought you something from Peter Alls, so I'm pretty certain it'll, it was that. Oh, fair enough. Well, thank you very much. I don't have that album anymore. Sold it. Well, fuck you. Sold, Sold it? it? Sold it for 60p to Music Magpie. Fucking for crack. Yeah. Because that's how much crack costs. Yeah, well, it must not be very good crack. Right, anyway, <laughs> right, next question. Name the band and what do they do? Okay, so you've got Sonny Moore, vocals. Yep. Matt, Matt Good, vocals mm-hmm. and guitar, or guitar and vocals. Yep. Uh, Travis Richter. Yep. Guitar and some screaming. Yep. And you know what? I'm not sure who the bassist is. I want to say it is Derek, not the bassist, sorry, the drummer. I want to say it's like Derek Bloom or something like that. Correct, yeah, Derek Bloom. And the only bassist from First to Last I know is Wes Borland, but I know he wasn't on this album. <laughs> no, so it's John Weisberg. Not as cool as Wes Borland. No. Uh, bass and unclean vocals as well. Well, I think I did all right there. Very, very well. Although, to be fair, it says on, on Wikipedia, it says Sonny Moore is lead vocals and Matt Good is co-lead vocals. It's like, how can it be co-lead? Surely it's just vocals or it's just weird to be called co-lead. It reminds me of co-manager from uh, The Office in the US. <laughs> so so I guess like Matt Good was the lead singer. Yeah. And then Sonny got in touch with him on like MySpace or whatever and was like, can I play guitar in your band? And for some reason... That worked, and he said, "Yeah." Well, and in the studio, Sonny was singing one of the songs, and everyone just like was like, "Hmm, Sonny should be the singer." So that's probably that's maybe why. Well, I mean, um, I think it was a guy called Philip Riordan that was actual the original frontman. Um, he did on the EP or something like that, or the pre the first stuff. Yeah, well, um, this isn't the original lineup, is it? On this. Well, that's uh, my next album. question, Steve. What? Who is the only original member of the band on this album? Matt Good. Correct. And did you know Sonny uh, applied on MySpace? I did know I'm that. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like you say, so pretty much he wasn't the original frontman. The original frontman was Phil uh, Philip Riordan, um, but he split up, left. And uh, like, do you know what song this uh, Sonny sang? And they said, you know what? You should be the singer. Uh, it was one sure. of their songs. Kiss Me, I'm Contagious or something like that? No, it's uh, featuring some of your favourite words. Ah, fair enough. Got it wrong. 
So the singer from first to last, Sonny Moore, like we've mentioned, uh, what's he gone on to do? Well, he's Skrillex, isn't he? He is Skrillex, well done. Um, do you know how many monthly listeners uh, from first to last have on Spotify? It's about 300,000. 380,000. Do you know how many monthly listeners Skrillex have got? It's like 22 million, right? 22.5 million. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I have written my notes, fuck me, that is a lot. I only know about one song, it's called Bangarang. I looked it up so I yeah. can know the name of it. Yeah, same here. Um, and to be fair, it was, you know, it's a catchy tune, but I couldn't listen to it more than twice. Yeah, it um, was everywhere at one point, but I thought like, yeah. oh, Skrillex is like, was a, a time and place type thing. That, you know, was great whenever it was. But yeah, it turned out, no, he's still really popular. Yeah, I think it's one of the things where you're like, oh, right, he's, he's in Skrillex. Oh, he is Skrillex. Then you sort of listen to it and you go, nah, not really for me. And then you just completely don't bother with it. And you have, because you're not focused on it and you're looking at all the other bands, you don't realise how huge he just becomes. And obviously it's a huge thing. And yeah, we're just, is it dubstep? Is that what kind of music it is? Yeah, yeah. Because um, that was like huge. But yeah, so I was genuinely, like, genuinely shocked it had 22 and a half million. No, I was the same. Like, yeah, that is yeah. fucking crazy. I think it's fair to say that most people will know that Sonny Moore has gone on to be Skrillex, but it kind of leads me on to the next question of what have the other band members gone on to do? Do you know what Matt Good has gone on to do? Uh, well, Matt Good went on to be the lead singer of From First to Last. Um, I listened to the album that he sings on the other day, which was, uh, well, he's got two albums. There's From First to Last and Front of the Wolves, and Front of the Wolves was actually quite good, really enjoyed it. But he's a producer now. He's like producing, like mm. Alex, asking Alexandria and stuff. I don't know any other band that is produced other than that band. But uh... yeah, yeah. So he's got a music recording studio in Arizona um, called Good Sounds, which you know is a good name for a good name for a studio. studio. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, plays guitar, sings uh, in first to last. Still, Travis Richter. He is in that band If I Die First, who are like a throwback to early two thousands emo and post hardcore. So he's in a band that sounds very similar to. From first to last, but the singer is Little Lotus, right? Who's like, a, who's like a a rapper, like an emo rapper. Oh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, oh. yeah. I well, I'd, 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 I'd look at Little Lotus's uh, followers, and he had like 90,000, so not the most popular. I like the way it's like, God, if we had 90,000 listeners, we're like, oh my I god, know, that's yeah. insane. But now we're talking like 22.5 million. I think Skrillex has really raised the bar. Um, he's also a record producer. Um, and in 2018, he co-founded a music venue in Los Angeles called uh, 1720 or 1720 or 1720. I haven't heard it read out, so I don't know any of them. Uh, Derek Bloom, drummer-wise? No, I don't really know. I know he, jo- he rejoined from first to last, like when they got back together a bit ago. Um, but other than that, is he just in that uh, The Colour of Violence band still? Yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, it's like a grindcore band or something in it. So that's what it said anyway. I, I didn't listen to him to be honest. I haven't either. But yeah, so he's a he's a drummer. He's doing what he knows best. Playing drums. And John Wiseman. He's playing bass somewhere, maybe. Yeah, I genuinely I couldn't find anything. The only thing I could find was this couple of pages of, of text where it was about him being kicked out. So I don't know if you know the story about how he was kicked out. No, tell us. I think they just phased him out a little bit, kicked him out, wouldn't talk to him. I mean, he got told that he, he wasn't in the band anymore. He tried to contact him over and over again. Um, and then he was like, oh, fuck this. He went on to, like, I don't know, in 2005, some message board probably. I don't know how it all worked back then. Um, like MySpace and stuff. And was like pretty much saying, they've kicked me out. All the stuff that they're saying isn't true. 
Um, they made up loads of stuff about being on tour and like it was all just petty small stuff. It wasn't even that bad. Um, and then eventually they did sit down with me and they agreed for me to be on the next album and they sent me over the tracks. I recorded, spent ages, like eight hours a day doing all the bass for them and record, like sorting it all out, writing some killer riffs. And then um, and then the, 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 I think the manager spoke to him and was like, yeah, yeah. We're, you're not in the band. We're not. We're not using you. And that was like just before they started the rehearsals or something. So he just got fucked off. I think pretty much is the is the technical phrase. He just got phased out and fucked off. Um, and I thought that was quite weird because he did the unclean vocals. And obviously, I've listened to this album a few times, and there is quite a bit of unclean vocals. I know the guitarist, I think, does them as well. You've listened to a bit more. Do you feel like him leaving bass wise? It's going to sound the same no matter what basis you've got within reason. But like vocals wise, have, did you notice a change in the vocals, or did it lose anything having non him not on the unclean vocals? I don't know. Did you even know at the time? Didn't even know he left the band. <laughs> 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 I, I only listened to this album. I, I haven't really bothered with anything after, apart from like I said, I listened to Front of the Wolves the other day. And mm. I enjoyed it, but you weren't on that. But no, I mean they're not really a scream. They're not really a screaming band, are they? It's more clean. No, vocals. it's got they've got the bits in it, but yeah, it's not. Yeah. I suppose it doesn't. It's not a driving force to it. But yeah, when I was like, well, you can you can lose a bassist, but I feel like if you lose the a vocalist in some way, shape, or form, it, it might impact you, but. Yeah, but clearly it's, not. It's not like they're under earth and he's screaming all the time. Not true. Uh, what studio album is this? Number one debut album. Correct. Um, the name of the album is taken from what? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a Winona, Winona Ryder film, isn't it? But I don't don't know what the film is. It's not Girl Interrupted, is it? Correct. It's not. <laughs> you want me going then? <laughs> um, the title's taken from the monologue in the film Heather's. Um, ah. In which you're right, uh, Winona Ryder, her character is writing in a diary. Because I'll be honest with you, I thought, what a pretentious fucking piece of shit this album. Like you know the name of it, and then I was like, oh, fair enough, it's taken from that film. I, I have seen that film. God knows what happens in it. And, um, but I have seen it. I think I rented it from Blockbusters a long, long while ago. That must have been a long time ago. I think she uh, she joins like a clique, and they're all called Heather. And I think there's like it's like a bit of a horror-y kind of film. They start like killing people or something, and. Yeah, get involved in that sort of stuff. Well, it sounds terrible. Um, probably is. Okay, can you name their albums? I'll give it a go. Okay. Dear Diary, My Teen Angst has got a body count. That's number one. Heroin, yeah, number two. Yeah. From First to Last, number three. Yeah. Front of the Wolves, number four. Yeah. Dead, Dead Trees, number five. Correct. Is that all of them? That is all of them. Oh, nice. Look at that. You did really well. Last release with Dead Trees in 2015. Yeah, the singer from Periphery sung on that album. Is that weird? Weird. Weirdly What, is it like all of it all? Yeah, yeah. He's like the singer on that album. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, oh, let's record an album with a different singer and then... Well, no, there's like, and then never release anything again. <laughs> I don't even, <laughs> I don't, it didn't work. I don't even know if it's heard. Well, they released two new singles, didn't they, in um, 2017 with Sonny on vocals. Yeah, and uh, and then they were like, yeah, yeah, we're getting back together. And then it just, I guess it just all phased out. And then he was like, guys, I've I've got a Skrillex gig, so... Well, he I stopped can't. doing Skrillex for a few years, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah, and then he came back, like, just recently and released two albums. I mean, I feel like when you're onto something that's doing 22 and a half million listeners, obviously huge. It's like it's hard to just go. Do you know what? I'm I'm hanging it up. I suppose if you're not enjoying it, but still, yeah. I feel but like yeah. it'd be hard to to give up. Well, I feel like it'd be easy 
easily able to do Skrillex and then do From First to Last on the side as like a bit of fun. Okay, um, so what are the singles from the album? Ride the Wings of Pestilence, I believe is one. Correct. And the other is Not to Self. Correct, well done. And I think, is that the only two? Yes. Okay, cool. I was right. I got it right. Woo! You're doing really well. That sounded really patronising. I didn't mean it to sound funny. <laughs> um, what artist is noted as being listened to in Poplus of, in 2? I don't have a fucking clue. What are you talking about? So he says, uh, he says something about listening to someone in his car. Oh, Morrissey. Correct. Well done. That really confused me. I was like, I don't fucking know, like KSI. Well, it, it, was hard to, it was hard to sort of word, but yeah. Well done, you did really well. That's kind of the finishing of my actual questions. We're on to boss level now, Steve. And I did ask you if you wanted lyrics or not, and you was like, do you know what, I will do. And I think we've we both agreed that we couldn't actually do much worse than me and against me and you when you did Under Oath. So yeah, well, know, the bar is set low. I haven't done any from first class karaoke this right, week well. but you know when i'm when it's on and i'm in the car on my own or i'm in my office on my own basically when i'm listening to this album and no one else is around i will sing along to it but whether i got the words right or not i have not got a fucking clue well i will be the judge of that song number one do you want the name of the song yeah go on then why not so this is note to self so note to self i miss you terribly this is what we call a tragedy come back yeah. to me come back to me to me Correct, well done. Woo! Look at you, you look so right, fucking you, chuffed, don't you? You've gone with the easy ones, haven't you? That was an easy one. This song is called I Liked You Before You Were Naked on the Internet. And it says, To you, I'm like the flavour that wouldn't last. Nah, not a clue. Not, so, not, not even a... No. Okay, so to you, I'm like a flavour that wouldn't last. You took one bite, then spat me out real fast. Oh, yeah, I know that one. To you, I'm like a flavour that wouldn't last. You took one bite and spat me out real fast. It's as silly as it sounds, it's easy. As soon as someone says it, you're like, of course it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's obvious. I guess as well, because when you say the lyrics, it's kind of like you're just saying words, whereas when you hear the melody behind it, it's kind of like a cue to be like, oh, now I know what the next bit is. So next one, this song is called Emily. So thunderstorms could never stop me. Because there's no one in the world like Emily. Correct, well done. Thunderstorms could never stop me Because it's no one in the world like Emily Next song is Populous of Two. 
So even if I spend 2004 listening to Morrissey in my car. I'm better off alone than I would be in your arms. Correct. Well done. Hey. Last one. So it's from Kiss Me, I'm Contagious, and we won't back down. It just sounds like an 80s anthem, doesn't it? We're not going to take it. Cheap trick. Is that cheap trick? I have no idea. D. Snyder, isn't it? Yeah. No, I don't have a clue. So it's bang, bang, guns go bang. Oh, uh, yeah, so when I first heard that, like, ever, I was like, did that just say bang, bang, Kurt Cobain? Like, that is... <laughs> That's that is... really distasteful. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, he's saying bang, bang, guns go bang. But for ages, mm-hmm. I thought it was bang, bang, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> so, yeah, so the reason I put this one in is because it says bang, bang, guns go bang. And then from a fight, bang, bang, guns go bang. 90 paces west, bang, bang, guns go bang. And it sounds fucking stupid when I read it out, but it goes really well with the song. Like, yeah, as, yeah. as well as it, it goes better than what you would expect with lyrics like that. Yeah, I think they're a bit of a, like, they're not a serious band, I don't think. Like, a lot of the lyrics just seem to be quite funny sometimes. Some of them don't sound too funny, but then you, like, you're like, oh, well, yeah, it sounds pretty cool, but I can't imagine this is some serious lyric writing. Like, uh, what is it? Like, I'll hide you in my walls, your body will never be found. It sounds pretty dark, but, you know, I bet they're just like, oh, we'll write a song about, like, a murderer or a serial killer type thing. Mm. Bang, bang, Kurt Cobain as well. That's quite... quite (laughs) That is dark, isn't it? So that brings me to the end of the question, Steve. You've done really, really well, to be honest with you. Genuinely impressed. Oh, thank you. I've got a question for you, Martin. Go on, then. Did you enjoy listening to this album? I've got a feeling that you didn't. (laughs) <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I didn't at first because I think we uh, I messaged you dinner. I'm like, oh, I started listening to it, and you was like, oh, I don't think I, I don't think you'll like it. And about two two songs in, I was like, yeah, I, I don't like it. But <laughs> it did grow on me, and I think it's similar to Wonder Oath. It That grew on me as well. Whether I, well, I definitely won't listen to it again. Um, uh, if it came on the my you know playlist or anything, I would definitely skip it. But it wasn't a chore. And I think some of the songs we've listened to, our albums we've listened to, I've been a bit like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. And really had to listen to it. But this was, it was quite pleasant. The music was good. I enjoyed the music. Um, but yeah, I just want, it didn't, didn't tick the right boxes for me. Very diplomatic answer. So have you got any best bits, worst bits, shit bits, tidbits, bits? I don't have any shit bits, uh, but a few things that I, I really like about the album. So like, the drums, I really like. I think that's what draws me to the album a lot, is like just all the fills, 
they're really interesting. The drum beats are quite chaotic, and I think that's you know I think that what that's what kind of makes me think, oh, this is a great album, or I think, oh, I'll listen to From First to Last because I think it's those drums that are pulling me in. And then I think Sonny's voice is is the other thing that stands out on the album because it's like for me drums and vocals are probably like the main things in the band that make it sound good. That makes no sense, but that's what I'm gonna go with. But yeah, it's like it's very Burt McCracken esque from the Used, and I think yeah. if you was into the Used when that album came out in twenty twenty in in twenty twenty two in two thousand two, you'd probably really enjoy this album because of Sonny's voice. And I think Matt's got a great voice as well, so I never realised how much he actually sings, but he does sing a hell of a lot on the album. Mm. So I think it's probably the two of them together that make make it just that. That's something different to all the other emo and screamo and post-hardcore bands out there who are just a bit, a bit shit. Um, some standout parts so like the intro to the album it's not the soliloquies like the intro track but the yeah. the first track One Arm Boxer it's just got a really cool intro where it's like kill the lights and then it like kicks in Um, and then the verses of Secrets Don't Make Friends. So there's something about the verses that it's just really interesting, and it's not that they're doing anything too complex, but I guess it's like the guitars are playing this pretty cool riff, and the bass is playing the same riff, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's going up and down, and it's just like really interesting to listen to, and then the drums aren't just playing a straight beat, it's playing like some like, choppy nut, ch- choppy choppy nuts choppy stuff on the <laughs> on the hi hats and it just sounds really cool I think the album's just pretty solid. Like, like I said, it doesn't take itself too seriously. I don't skip any tracks, and I just think it's it's quite good. I say it's quite good. I think it's really good. It's one of my go-to albums. Um, 
But there is one thing I don't like about the album. What's and that? that is, on Spotify, it is a different album to what I had that you bought me from Peter Alls. It's a different yeah. album. So, like, what I read was um, they released an album, or they recorded the album, had it mixed and mastered by the same guy, a guy called Lee Dias, who basically produced the album with a band, they released it, and then a few months later, they got it remixed and remastered by Bo Birchall from Seocean, or Sousin, or however you pronounce that band. But it wasn't like a re-release. It wasn't like, oh, a new remaster. It was just released. Mm. And they just started distributing these new copies. So when I listened to it on Spotify, I was like, wait, why does this sound different? Like, I remember at one point I had it on my iPod and I wanted to get as much music as I could on my iPod. So I was like ripping stuff at like 96 kilobytes a second. So it sounded a bit shit anyway. But when I was listening to this, like on Spotify, I was like, I just, the drums don't sound right. They sound a bit too raw. Like everything's just a bit like, I don't know, like metallic is the word I would have used. And I'd look online and I was like, oh, right. It turns out that it's been remastered. Oh, it must have been Bo who's remastered it to make it sound more metallic. I preferred the other version. And then I was on Reddit and I saw that actually the version on Spotify is the original version and the CD version is Bo's version. And I was like, oh, that's pretty weird. But supposedly there's some kind of falling out the band had with Bo. So, mm. yeah, so I don't know what, what that all is about. But when I listen to the album on Spotify, it just doesn't sound as good to me as it does or as it did on my C- on my CD. And I've actually got a couple of clips from YouTube. So we'll play this clip, which is the song Secrets Don't Make Friends, and this is the Lee Dias mix. So here's a clip of the Bo Virtual mix as well. So you can just tell the Bo Birchall mix is just more polished. Would you agree, Martin? Yeah, definitely. And the album hasn't changed too much overall. Like there's little bits here and there, like the intro to Secrets Don't Make Friends is a different intro. And there's some other small bits in the album where I was like, oh, that vocal sounds different. Like it's in a different place. But other than that, I think it sounds very similar. Well, I say the songs sound very similar, but production, it's just, it's more polished in Bo's version I think it's the drums in particular like the sound of a snare and the sound of a toms and it just when I listen to it I'm just like oh it's thrown me off a bit and that's the only thing I didn't like about it so yeah 9 out of 10 album before we bring the episode to a close Steve we've got a new section that we're going to bring in every now and then when we feel like it it's going to be one person recommends the other person an album to listen to rules are pretty much it's got to be something that that person really likes that's that's, um, recommending it but also the other person that they're recommending it to can't really have listened to it in the past so maybe still know the album or they know the band but never bothered with it i'm going to go first and i'm going to i've chosen paranoid and sunburnt by skunk and nancy from the year 1995 
And I think it's fair to say that you haven't ever listened to that album. Have you heard of Skunk and Nancy? Well, I've I've heard of Skunk and Nancy because you always fucking talk about them. You've probably mentioned them on this podcast before. But yeah, no, never listened to them. In fact, I thought Skunk and Nancy was a pop band. The kind of well, the one of the the, the most famous songs, the most popular songs, is probably "Weak," which is quite softer, and I think it did chart and did really, really well. But this album is it does have "Weak" on it, but it'd be one of them things where I think people would buy the album, going, "Oh, "Weak's a really good song," and then when the first song comes on, they'll be like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is this?" And my eldest sister, um, she had this album and gave it to me, and obviously you know my sister, and when you listen to this album, Steve, just think. She listened to this and then gave it to me, which you'll understand why she gave it to me, because she was like, this is not what I want. Dear Diary, my teen angst has a body count by from first to last from the year 2004. It was an obvious choice for our 36th episode. Wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, definitely. Another excellent episode, if I do say so myself. Martin, have you had a good time? I've had a fantastic time. Thank you very much for having me. Listeners, dad rockers, mum rockers, just rockers have you had a good time if you want to tell us you had a good time get in touch with us instagram facebook and then we've got this thing called electronic mail it's is it dad yet at gmail.com